Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Y'all ready to jump into the second part of uh, Worth It? Yes. Good. All right. Let's go somewhere today. So let me remind you, those of you who weren't here last week to hear the start, it's okay. I'm going to catch you up. We're going to do a little review for those of us like me who forget what we talk about week to week and less reminded. So let's just start with a question we started with last week to kind of get in the frame of mind of where we want to go today and where, how I want to try and help you um, navigate a really sticky issue, at least for me and maybe for you too. Uh, what do you do when you realize you don't have enough time to do the most important things? Right? What do you do when that feeling comes that you're like, man, at the end of the day, maybe you had it this week, maybe you had it in the last month, but you have that thing. Maybe it's happening to you a lot right now where you get done at the end of the day and you're like, man, I really got nothing done today. I mean, I know I did a lot of things, but it didn't feel like I did a lot of things. It didn't feel like I did anything really important. Or you have that awkward conversation with your boss or maybe a spouse or maybe with your kids or maybe with a, a neighbor or a friend and you're like, man, I, I know I'm not giving my time to this thing that needs my attention. I know I don't have the time to do that. And, and you, you start to feel this guilt, this weight of like just not getting life right. Like you just don't feel like you're doing the right things. But in your defense, in my defense, we all in those moments feel like we don't have a choice. These are the things that have to get done. These things will have to get done if the next thing and the next day and the next thing is going to keep going and going and going. And these have to get done. So me trying to figure out what to do next is most important and not doing something, just not even conversations sometimes. And you start to feel regret because you have those days when you get done and you feel like, man, I did not spend my time on the most important project at work. And I didn't do what was most important. I did a lot of stuff, but it did not move the ball forward. And, I, man, I feel like I'm failing there. And, man, my spouse or person I'm dating or my friends, they don't, they don't feel like they ever get to see me. They've talked about how little I'm available. And my kids, those of you who have kids, you feel like you sit down at bedtime and you're like, man, I just need to get this bedroom thing, the bedtime story read and get back to work and do, or do whatever. Or I'm so exhausted, man, just go to bed, please, tonight. Would you just go to bed without a fight? Would you? Like there's this whole regret thing going for you because you want to spend time on the things that are most important to you. So here's what he said last week. Here's what he said. Basically, Jesus modeled for us this kind of idea. Say yes to the best and trust God with the rest. Now, I gave you a passage last week in Mark chapter 1, verse 35 through 37, if you want to go look at it. But there's several examples in the Gospels of Jesus making a decision about what was most important to spend his time on. And here's how we said it last week, and here's what I want to focus on again this week. You have limited energy. You have limited time. You have limited physical ability, limited mental ability, limited emotional capacity. You have limits set up on your life. But what do you do with those limits? Because there's so many things that are demanding and asking for your attention and energy. How do you handle all that? And Jesus says, here's what you do. You say yes to the best and you trust God to take care of the rest of it. And that's where we landed. So then today, I just want to continue asking this question. If that's where we are last week, today, and those of you who missed last week, you're caught up now. You're ready to go. Here's the main question we want to look at today. Is it worth it? Is this thing that is asking for your attention, is it worth it? Because here's what I know about all of us. We all want to live a full, abundant life. 
We want to enjoy even the work that we do, we want to add value to our community, add value to the people we serve at work, or add value to the team that we work with, or add value to our customers or, the, or our patients or whatever kind of realm of work you do. You're wanting to add value to somebody else. You're wanting to give of yourself to other people through your work and also make a living to do that, but you also want to do that through your family, and you want to have a fullness that some days just escapes you. You feel like you're running ragged, and you're tired, and you're worn out, and you can't make it, but we all want something more than that. So today, what I want to help us explore is a principle that's found all throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. And it's just a principle that reminds us how to get to this thing that God wants for you as well, which is a full life, a life that is enjoyable. And that doesn't mean perfect, but a, a life that you enjoy, a life that feels fulfilling, where you have progress, you have peace, and you feel like you're making, you have a full purpose going. So if you can get to that point, here's the big idea that we're going to land on today, and I want to explain a little bit, that priority determines both capacity and legacy. Now let me just link up two things. We said last week that Jesus determined priority not based on his successes or his failures or what people wanted from him. He determined priority from his purpose that his heavenly father gave him, right? And so even if you're, listen, if you're not a Jesus follower, you're, you're not sure about God yet, that's okay. Just, just the principle is pretty true of everybody in this room. It's really true of everybody in this room. That what you pick as a priority determines your capacity in life and it determines your legacy in life. Think about it this way. Your capacity to enjoy life, how many things you can kind of fit in and enjoy is determined by what you think is most important. The priority that you pick to be the aim and focus of your life, that determines how much capacity you have for the other things in your life. That just kind of makes sense. So whatever you choose that's most important, that thing then determines what else capacity you have. It also determines your legacy. What you pick to focus your life and your time and your energy on, that is what you will leave to the people around you. That is what people will think about because the way you use your time and your money will be driven by this thing that you say is most important. And that produces a legacy in your community with your family and your friends and all the people you interact with. That's how you leave your mark, is you pick a priority. So how do we do this in the way, how do we create a priority? How do we even do this so that we come out with a life that we're proud of, that we don't at the end of our life feel like we regret or we feel guilty for every week or we feel like we're just, we must be missing something or for the very, like, gosh, I hope none of you are here, but you're like, this is just the way life is. It's just, it's just one thing after the other. It's one emergency after the other. There's nothing really good about it. And the best you're going to hope for is that you're just busy all the time and you're going to run ragged. I hope you're not there, but if you are, listen, I have hope for you. There's a way through it. We're going to look at is a letter written by Paul to the church in a city called Ephesus. And so it's called Ephesians. The people there are called Ephesians. And so in this letter, Paul starts to write out a way in which to do this. And so here's what he says in chapter 5. You ready? There we go. We got two people ready. Here we go. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Now this word careful, I don't like it. Um, that means you have to do a lot of thinking about it. And I don't like to do a lot of thinking. I like just to go with the flow. I uh, like to find what's fun, go do that. Oh, that looks fun, let's go do that. Oh, that looks fun, let's go do that. So if you're in a room like me and you hear this thing careful, it doesn't mean your life becomes boring, okay? That's not what Paul, and none of you are like, no, careful is good. Careful is so fun. It's not though, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's not what Paul's saying. Paul's not saying, be careful so your life is boring. He says, be careful. Make sure that you're being wise, not unwise. Why, Paul? What, what's the wise thing to do? Let's take a look at the next part of the verse. He says this. Next part of the verse. Making the most of every opportunity is the wise thing because the days are evil. Here's what he means. This making the most uh, phrase in the original language. You know, Paul didn't write in English. He wrote in a different language and translated. Making, the mo- making opportunity, making the most of that is the best way to kind of phrase that. But the literal translation is actually a banking term. Paul used a term that was used to talk about redeeming an account. Like you, you guys know what to redeem a coupon is. You kind of like, you pay for it. You pay it, right? The, the redemption of something is, it's an idea of buying it back as if it's been taken from you or, it, or it's not yours. And Paul's saying in the, in the very plainest way possible to the people he's writing to, listen, the days are evil. Nobody here in this room is going to argue that because we all feel that every single day is pulling us away from the things that we think are most important. All these urgent things crash against our life and crash against us, and we are like, man, I did not get done what I thought I'd get done today. Man, I had this priority and I had this set. Man, it did not happen. Why? Because your life, listen, your life is how you spend your time. Your time is super, super valuable. How you spend it and your energy and the limited things that you have and who you spend it on, that's Paul saying, look, you got to be careful with that. The wise thing to do is make the most of every moment every day. And all of you are like, yes. Seize the day, Carpe Diem, Dead Poet Society, great movie from the early 90s that most people in the room don't know. I know, I get it, right? But you know what it means to want to live life to the full. You have this thing in you that's pulling on you, pulling you forward, making the most of opportunity. Man, that sounds like an attractive thing. So how do I do that? Well, here's what Paul says in the next verse that helps us clue us in how we get there. He says this in verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And those of you who aren't following Jesus, just, just hang with me here. Here's what Paul's trying to say to these people at the church in Ephesus. He's trying to say, what you put in your life first, your priority is going to determine your capacity. So if you're going to be careful and you're going to be wise to make the most of opportunity, you need to be careful. The most important thing you need to consider is, are you listening to God? And listen, if you're, if you're not a believer here this morning, that's okay. Just, just know that the principle still stands. Your priority will determine your capacity in life. L- let me show you. Let's go to the jars. You ready? Let's take a little walk. The jar represents your life. Have you seen this before? All right? Some of you have seen this before. If you haven't, it's brand new. That's even better. If it's old information for you, just hang with me. I'm going to make it a little more exciting. I brought these colorful things to make it work. Just, let's just say for a second that we take Paul's advice and we say, we're going to choose our relationship with God first and foremost of anything else in our life. Now, if you're not a believer, that's okay. You can choose the thing that you think is most important, but just know, here's what Paul's point is. Whatever you pick as your priority, the most important thing, that's going to determine what else can fit, right? Because what you say is most important is going to drive number two, number three, number four, and number 100, Number one, if it's really the most important, here's an interesting thing, and I'm going to do it all throughout this talk, and I've probably already done it. The word priority actually can't be made plural. The word priority means 
the one. It means one. So when you say, man, I've got a lot of ones, what you're saying is nothing's really important. We, we make priorities a plural thing so we don't have to say that one thing's more important than the other. But let's just be honest with ourselves real quick. There's something in your life that's more important than everything else to you. And you will do anything else to make sure that thing is taken care of. Listen, that is a priority. And whatever you put in that jar first, whatever you put on your calendar first, whatever you spend your money on first determines your capacity to do anything else. So here's Paul's point. You want to get this right? You want to actually increase your capacity to enjoy life? You go to your relationship with God first. And everybody in the room is like, yeah, 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 our church, we heard this before. No, no, but, but let, me, let me just help you think about this for a second. Paul's saying to be wise, and if you want to be wise and you want to get the most out of life, you go to God because he actually knows you better than you know yourself. And some of the things that you are chasing as a priority are not the things that are going to bring you the life you actually want. You're going to chase something that's going to make your life worse. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't do that? Here, Paul wrote in another letter about this, what wisdom looked like. And he said this in, in 1 Corinthians. He wrote to the church in, in Corinth. And he said this, do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, if you think you've got it all figured out and what's the best way to, to get your life and make the fullness of life, watch out because here's what he says next. He says, you should become fools so that you may become wise. Hey, what do we mean become fools? back over to the jars because here's what he's saying if you chase stuff what ends up happening is you put the wrong things in the wrong order because you're not really that wise and some of the most important things in your life end up sticking out of the top of your life and you feel unproductive you feel not at peace and you feel like man I don't have a real purpose in life because really the most important things to you are not getting done because you filled it up with things that actually aren't filling you up. And your life feels unpurposeful, chaotic. And you feel just like, like you're not adding value to anybody. So Paul says, get this right. So listen, so for many of you in the room, you need to prioritize. That's why we ask you all the time. Listen, we're asking you to take steps of faith every single week here. You know why? Not for us, but for you and your best interest. For you to trust God more this week with something that you haven't been trusting with is a step toward a more fulfilling life. So for some of you, to put your relationship with God first means for you to actually schedule some time to sit and listen and pray. Because every morning you, I, I want to read the Bible and I want to go better and I want to pray and I, wanna, I don't just know how people spend any time praying. Listen, have you scheduled it? Have you put it in your calendar? Have you stuck to it and tried to make it a habit? Ah, it doesn't work for me in the morning. Have you tried noon? It doesn't work for me at lunch. I'm too busy. Have you tried 7 p.m.? Man, my kids are still up. Have you tried 9 p.m., 11 p.m.? Is it important? If you say you want to pursue God in a relationship, then have you made something important to you? Have you made it a priority? Have you put it in your calendar and said, nothing's going to move this? Maybe for some of you, it's serving. You know why we ask you to serve other people? Because when you serve other people, you know what happens? You take your attention off yourself and your own needs and you point it toward the needs of somebody else. And you know what God says will happen when you do that? You become more fulfilled in life. Some of you 
you, you say to yourself, man, I'd, I'd like to serve community more. I'd love to serve at church more. I'd love to do, I'd, have you made it a priority? Have you put it in your calendar? This is what I'm going to serve. This is how I'm going to serve. And I'm not going to let anything move that. For some of you, it's giving. For some of you, it's maybe getting with a group of people each week that are friends who help you navigate the big questions of your life. Maybe for some of you, it's sitting down with a good friend who's kind of ahead of you in their path of faith and going, I have some big questions. Maybe it's, it's you getting into starting point that's coming up with you. I don't know what your step of faith is. But take a step, prioritize a relationship with God first, and that's going to determine your capacity to do other things. Now, for some of you, the second thing on your list may be friends and family, the people you love the most. And here's what I know about me that's probably true of you. You take your family and friends for granted. And they sometimes don't go in where they should because you've got other things to do at work and you've got other things to do wherever else. And the people that are closest to you end up getting the less of you and they don't get the best of you. But have you scheduled time with your friends? Have you put your kids on the priority list, have you put your grandkids on the priority list? Have you put that neighbor down the street who just lost his wife, have you put him on your priority list because you're like, man, I should really go down there and visit him and see how he's doing. I don't know when he's free. Go knock on his door and ask, hey, I'd just like to check in on you. You make it a priority. You get to determine what is first and second. By asking God what's most important, you become more wise to think about what's next. And I'm, I'm throwing that in there. I'm just guessing. And some of you may pick work next. Like you've got to make a living. Right? you got to figure that out. Or those of you who are retired, I don't know what it is you do with your time, but I bet it's something that you think is really, really important. I bet you're just not sitting there watching CNN all day. Maybe you are. That was bad. I should have just judged you. That was awful. Um, but you've got something you're spending your time on, you're committing value to and your time and energy to, and you're, you're moving yourself forward. Maybe that's next. Maybe it's your health or your hobbies that you've got something. All that starts to fit because you've put it in your calendar first before anything else gets your time that week. And Paul says, this is how you get wisdom. Is you go to God first and then you start dropping in the biggest chunks, the most important things. And you actually prioritize your calendar and your time and your money. And that's what gives you the capacity to keep doing things. And here's what I know, and you guys have seen this before, but watch this. It's magic. You ready? Because you've put the most important things in first, you know what starts to happen? If you're very careful about then adding the other little things into your life and where they go, you can find space for them wherever you think it can belong. But you're not moving the big important things out of your life. And now let's just go ahead and address the awkward. Will it fit? Let's see. I don't know. And honestly, I didn't check this. Matt was like, hey, did you check this? Like, I didn't. You guys know I checked at your second service. That joke doesn't work here. It all fits. You know why it all fits? Because there's room in your life for all the things. Even the things that you didn't see coming, there's room for it. When you put the most important things first. And I'll just be honest with you. For me, a personality like mine, if a couple of these things really don't fit, it's probably because I just wanted to do them. And instead of letting them get in the way of this, I can be like, you know what? That probably wasn't really worth my time or money. And that's okay if it didn't fit. But the most important things that give me value, that give me purpose, that give me peace, that help me know that I'm making progress, they're not hanging out at the top. They're already in there. And here's what I know about you as well. On those few days at work, 
when you're like, man, nobody, nobody emailed with a fire to put out today. Or those few days at home when all the kids actually go to bed at the right time. That happens one time a year. But when all those things happen and you go, man, I feel so at peace and I feel so purposeful. You know, you can have that even on days when things don't go exactly your way because you prioritize. Did you know it's possible to have that full life that you want even if everything's not perfect because you put the most important things in first and the other things then fit around it? This is what Paul's point is. He says in the last part of 1 Corinthians, he says in verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. If you're trying to get everything you want into your life and it's just not working, here's what I think is wrong. You haven't picked the right priority. You haven't picked the right thing on the front end that puts the capacity in its place. You haven't taken the time to figure out what is the most important thing that drives everything else. But once you figure that out and you actually do the hard work of discipline yourself to actually build your time and energy and calendar and money around those things that are most important, then everything else seems to fit in place. It increases your capacity. And let me not forget about the other thing, capacity and legacy. Let me ask you this question. What story do you want to tell with your life? Like when you think 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future, I'm making it to 100. I don't know about any of you, but I'm making it. What story do you want to have told with your life? What is the legacy you want to leave by? Is it a, is it a world of just random choices? Is it just a, a whole lot of, man, I just tried to make it all work? Is it a whole lot of regret and guilt because you never really narrowed in on anything that was important to you? Is it because you tried to do it all and you thought you could do it all and you just ignored all your limits and the people closest to you are like, I just wanted a little more time with you, Dad. Or I just wanted a little time with you, honey. Or whatever it is, that the, you just didn't give your time to the most important things. What is it that you want to tell it is a daily day. Here's what makes a legacy. You know what makes a legacy? The choice to prioritize day in and day out over time. I'm almost 50. Here's what I know about time. A decade is short. But I don't want my legacy to be built around things that aren't that important. I want my legacy to be built around the things that are most important. Because there are people around me that I care about in this community and my family and my friends that I want them to know. And I want to add value to their life in a way that says, this is my legacy. And this is what I see as most important. If you want to tell that kind of story, guess what? God gives you the freedom to organize and take care of your life. That way. Don't let the evil days steal your days from you. Don't let it steal your purpose, your peace, and the progress you're making by serving this community. Because I know all of you in this room, you want to give more of yourself away to the things that are important. This is not about selfishness. This is not building your calendar around just what makes you happy. This is about building your life around the things that are most fulfilling to you. And I want that for you. And God wants it for you. So let me ask you the really hard question this morning. The practical question. What would your calendar look like if you scheduled your priorities first? There I did. I, I pluralized it. I gave, you the, I gave you the American out. You can have multiple priorities. Listen, what happens to your calendar? This week, what if you rebuilt your calendar 
based on what you know is most important. I'm not saying you don't go to work because, man, I'll tell you what's most important. My family, I'm never going to work again. No, I listen, your family will be soon homeless without you working. I, this is not about you trying to shove two important things away from each other. This is about what is the most important thing in my life? What's the story I want to tell about my life? What is it? That may take some hard work for you. But what if you built your calendar around the most important things and you're like, I'm not saying yes to these other things that are good opportunities unless one, two, and three are taken care of. I'm not going on that trip. I'm not signing my kids up for that other thing. I'm not going to do that over there. I'm not saying yes to a business opportunity that actually is going to pull me away and cause me to travel because right now my family and kids are too young and too important right now. I can't be away that often. I don't know what your choice is. I don't know what you're faced with, but here's what I know. We all have to figure out how to do this. And when you go home this afternoon, you're going to have to figure out how tomorrow put the most important things on your calendar and say no to something. And here's what I want you to know. God is for you. God wants what's best for you. God knows you better than you know yourself. And wisdom looks like sometimes not doing the thing that everybody else is doing. Let's just be real honest. So-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is making this career change and so-and-so is making this with their family and so-and-so does this every weekend. And you start looking around and you're like, man, I just want to keep up with what everybody else is doing. I want to be able to do that and I want to do that and I want to do that. And you lose focus. Just stop. Pause. Ask God, God, give me wisdom because I don't want to be a fool with my life. I want to be careful. I want to put the right things in in the right order so that at the end of the day, I know I've done what's most important because, listen, that is a life worth living. I want you to choose only the things that are worth it, and God does too. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for this opportunity for us to focus in, God, on these uh, wise words from Paul. Um, God, thank you for the modeling of Jesus and doing this, that there are priority, there's a priority. You are that priority. God, there, there is a wisdom in putting you first because you give us capacity to enjoy this life better than choosing the things that we often think will. And God, there, there's so much we could do as people when we get this right. There's so much space in our lives to do good for others. There's so much space to love people. There's so much space to serve and to give generously. God, there's so much more when we prioritize and we get this right. God, you have given us so much to give away. So help us be the kind of people who are willing to do the hard work of saying yes to the right things first, trusting you with the rest, building our calendars and our budgets around these important things so that we can make a huge impact over time, that our legacy as people is not regret, but purpose, peace, and progress. In your son's name I pray it. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.